Welcome to the Hotel Analyst podcast. You find me, Chris Bowne, the editor of Hotel Analyst, sat with Andrew Sankster, the editorial director of Hotel Analyst. And in, as the weeks count down to Christmas, we're still here pouring through what's going on in the world of hotels and hotel investment so you don't have to. Uh, and we've picked three topics uh, to discuss that we think would be of interest and have certainly caught eye and got us, got us thinking in the last week or so. And the first of those is the whole business of alternative accommodation, uh, not least because uh, Airbnb has finally floated and uh, uh, what an IPO it's been in the States uh, with some eye-watering premiums on their share prices, at least initially. Of course, you know, the hotel uh, big brands, uh, are they interested? Uh, do they care? Well, officially no, but uh, in just in the weeks running up, we've seen Accor launch a brand new website called Apartments and Villas, which pulls together all of their many alternative accommodation offerings uh, under one. And uh, we've also seen Marriott suddenly scuttle around and uh, find a substantial number of additional listings um, to put on its own Homes of Villas website, uh, which it launched in 2019. And that now has uh, more than 16,000 properties listed. Um, and although they admit it's still a small part of the Marriott business, well, it's suddenly got a bit of a bigger bit of the business. Andrew, are we, are we at a point where Airbnb is just going to become another mainstream accommodation provider? Uh, or and, and are these just really window dressing from the big brands to look like they've kind of got something that's a bit different from the mainstream hotel room? I think the easier way to look look at this is to decide what the hoteliers aren't doing as opposed to <laughs> what they are doing. Um, right. What they're not doing is moving directly onto Airbnb's turf in the sense of the homestay. So Airbnb positions itself um, as offering um, a, an experience where you go and stay in somebody's home and that person will show you their countryside city or what have you and, and that'll uh, and be a host is, exactly that yes. host piece is the critical bit of it that is very much not what hotels are trying to do mm. they're doing the bit actually which airbnb needs to get into if it's ever going to justify that um frankly lunatic um, current <laughs> value even now even though it's come off 25 percent, it's, it's still, still lunatic <laughs> yes it's still bonkers um, um and the only way to justify even close to that um they have to grow like bilio and um um and then the bit mm -hmm. they have to grow is not it's not this hosted bit they're not staying in somebody's spare room um but it, it's to grow in the in, in the professional host market in in standalone homes and standalone buildings actually um and this is what uh where the, the hotel brands notably accor and uh marriott have gone into now accor got a bloody nose in his first foray into this when it did the one fine stay acquisition and that's been written down to zero um because it mm. didn't work out quite as well and they've positioned it now in in a way which makes it look very like what Marriott's offer is actually <laughs> and Marriott's homes and villas now you know I think there's both a defensive and an offensive play here with with uh, what both Marriott and and Accor are now doing um, and the offensive bit is yeah let's take on Airbnb let's meet them head to head but I think probably more importantly um, um, is the defensive piece saying look um, 
if you are a big uh, spender with Marriott or a big spender with Accor or in corporate stays in your business travel they want to keep you in their tender embrace and say look come and stay with us during your holidays mm. and come and do a home rental so one fine stay was written down to 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 zero um and and in terms of having an airbnb like offer directly it simply didn't work out um but what marriott is doing and now what it seems to be accor doing is saying look if you if you're a high spend customer um on, on the business travel side stay within our tender embrace when you go um for leisure travel we can offer you whole home rentals um and of course as with so a lot of things covid this has really accelerated um the transition here um because the big success story of of the of, of the lockdowns has been whole home rentals people much preferring that and some people needing to escape from a city environment to go to a whole home rental the, the staycation market has had um rocket fuel put beneath it um and so this is the thing that that, that makes sense and so therefore from a hotelier point of view they want a little bit of that action but I don't think it's going to be very big I don't think it's ever going to be a mm. significant part of it it's just an ancillary it's a it's a useful to have it's something that enhances their loyalty program um, but their core profit area is going to be the, tr the traditional hotel stay and of course the other thing that uh, that's Airbnb are still weak on is this whole business of uh, health and safety and uh, um, a whole bunch of UK organisations who are still fed up with Airbnb recently uh, asked a, a leading legal bigwig to uh, run his um, his eyes over the whole Airbnb proposition and um, he's come back and, and, and restated the kind of off-mentioned complaint that um, you know the, there's there's no contract with airbnb you are contracting via the platform with the provider of accommodation and therefore you know there's a whole series of yeah. concerns over yeah. health and safety yeah. well um, as somebody in the media industry primarily um um as, as we both are chris mm. um um you know we, we've seen what these platforms have done to our sector um by frankly trying to have it both ways yeah. to, to have their cake and eat it to use a very popular metaphor of the moment mm -hmm. um they say oh look we're just a platform we can't possibly um, censor anything or be responsible for what's on our platform um, but they're very happy to, to feature everything on there and make lots of cash by directing people to to that content um, in the same way Airbnb says look we're just a platform we're not responsible for any of the health and safety or planning breaches or non-payment of taxes which our hosts do mm. um, but they want to cream off all of the, the cash for the, the interest Introductions. Um, it can't. You can't, have it it both can't carry on like no, that. No, no. And in fact, and, just and, this, and, and it, just, just this very morning, on Twitter, I saw someone you and I both know complaining they've basically been rinsed for two thousand pounds for an Airbnb booking. They've been promised if they needed to cancel, it would be a refund. Uh, and uh, <laughs> when they came to cancel, mm. they haven't had their refund. Um, 
Yeah, I, 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 and and the thing is, Airbnb has stepped away from that. They did very well at the beginning of the pandemic in forcing hosts to refund people's money, mm. um, but that, that upset quite a lot of hosts actually by doing that, um, especially given that a number of hoteliers weren't giving their money back either. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, in terms of the longer term business build thing, that was what Airbnb quite rightly, I think, decided to do. But they haven't taken that further and and enforce that all the time so your contract is with the host not with airbnb and they sort of wash their hands of it and you know i've got a bit of a problem with it um you know you don't even have to show airbnb you've got a gas safety certificate um you know so we're going to get at some point somebody probably getting gassed Mm. um um by by staying at an airbnb and they'll try and claim oh it's nothing to do with us gov well i just think it's immoral actually that positioning i mean most holiday cottage places require the the owner of that cottage to to show look we have got a, a, a gas certificate i mean if you want to rent out a, an apartment in the uk now not only do you need gas but you've got to have an electrical a very thorough electrical assessment actually i think that's a legal obligation from april next year um airbnb doesn't put any of that in place i mean it's a very big issue over life safety mm-hmm. there's a very big issue over its um it, it's facilitating tax avoidance there's a big issue with that and there's a big issue in terms or how it is um, getting around planning rules and where cities are trying to to have a balanced uh, sort of accommodation offer for for their citizens um, it, Airbnb are just driving a coach and horses through that so not surprisingly the authorities are coming after them there's one thing that gets governments excited it's it's <laughs> failure it's anything that impacts their tax base um, and then and this is the this is the area I think where Airbnb is going to be vulnerable um, um, and I think there's going to be a lot more regulation in the, in, the, in that piece. But from a from you know, going back to really what rather than make this all about Airbnb, going back to the hoteliers' offer, I think what we've got is an interesting blurring of lines, and hoteliers learning a few lessons from from Airbnb. Mm. And Airbnb has built its brand from from being able to to connect with people and hoteliers are understanding that separation between the, well, the difference between service and hospitality and they've got to focus more on that hospitality piece to build a connection with people and get their guests to connect with the locality and you know this is a, a positive a very a big positive of Airbnb which the hotel groups are really getting into and I think Accor has certainly been at the forefront of that Marriott latterly with that but i think all of the majors are looking very closely at that aspect of branding and customer offer yeah and i think i, I was very interested to have a look, quick look around the Accor site and it, it's very refreshing for, to, to see from a hotel group a website where you know all at once you if you're taking four of you to a particular location somewhere in mainland europe you're offered accommodation that can suit you and that could be an adagio suite or it could be a a villa that's or 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 a, or a rental apartment that's that's in one of, an, of the other Accor brands. So it's very refreshing actually to have all those things in the same tent um, for those people who you know are not obsessed by brands. They want to find some decent accommodation. 
yes the having flexibility i mean it, it's it's one of those things you, you 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 know you're a married couple with two kids and if if you fall outside of that you have problems and i've got three kids and goodness you know i've, I've done all sorts of things i've driven to the south of france before trying to sneak the third child <laughs> under, the, <laughs> under the under the desk you know <laughs> as you check in and all of this kind of stuff to avoid having to buy, cough up oh, for a second the suitcase room. with the legs um, but, leg um, holes in the bottom yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Right now we're going to, talking of uh, going away on holiday. We're all dreaming of uh, foreign trips, and um, we've been taking a look at um, what's been what's going on with some of the tour groups uh, who are kind of hopefully lining themselves up for a bit more of a busy 2021 as uh, they hope against hope that uh, many many more of their their guests uh, their their customers will be in a position to actually travel next year to spend money with them to book flights to book hotels and go to the med or further afield um and of course you know as there are various voids left by the demise of one or two groups so others are looking to fill those gaps um, we've seen uh, some of the budget airlines moving in to kind of grab slots at uh, different airports. Uh, we've seen one of the uh, coach tour hotel groups moving in to fill the gap left by the demise of Shearings. Um, and also we've been taking a look at what's going on at TUI where, let's face it, they're not quite out of the woods yet. Um, and there may even be some questions over how long they're going to last and will they follow Thomas Cook into ultimate demise? I, my answer that's no, I think. But um, I think they're pretty, pretty... I mean, they've got a tough time ahead, but uh, they're almost in the position of being too big to mm. fail. And yeah. um, the challenge with them going, I think, could be... Uh, it's just, whilst it does create opportunity for hoteliers, um, I think it creates is more probably more problems, um, both in terms of the airlift that their airlines represent and um but also the the contracts and so forth that the, the that particularly if you're a resort hotelier in southern europe and further afield um they do offer um the bigger point with this is that we are at the beginning of the end of this mm. pandemic horror show um now i mean there's still a lot of pain to come um these next uh you know until easter i think um it's going to be a very tough time certainly in europe i mean it could it's going to last probably a bit longer than that um in parts of the developing world i mean asia has is well on the path to recovery but the the, the problem asia has is that um as soon as it opens you know as soon as a country opens up its borders it, it lets an infection in yeah. so you're not going to get true international travel i think until the most of the rest of the world and notably the the, the the rest of the developed world um has a vaccine and is not going to start importing the 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 virus in, in into the into these asian countries which have been much more successful at containing it um so i, th I think but 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 we are we are on the you know what 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 has happened since we've got news of the vaccine and you know we um, that the transformed things and we've had not just one vaccine but we're on the cusp of a, a second one being approved the astrazeneca oxford vaccine which is the cheaper one and can be rolled out globally it still looks like it's got legs and is is maybe going to be approved before christmas which would be a great pre christmas present for everyone globally i think to have that but what we can see is that uh, you know barring some major epic disaster in terms of it it's uh, um 
switching into a new variant which is more lethal than the current one um, it's very difficult to see any other scenario than that by Easter we're on the road back to a, a more sensible pattern of um, of how we run our societies um, it, there will still be social distancing I think in some form or another through much of uh, 2021 but we will get better and better and better as the as the year progresses once we're through that so that's that's the good news um, I think in the interim and and as we get into that period of recovery there's an opportunity here for hoteliers particularly in that resort market um, where you've got all these weakened uh, um, tour operators there's a chance for hoteliers to strike better deals so this yeah i always remember um i, I went to a resort hotel conference i think it was in cyprus um and uh the the uh, peter long walked in the head uh the then head of um uh, Tui, uh, UK, and uh, it, it was like God had entered the room, um, and you know everybody was, um, you know, because they are, you know, as a hotelier in those sort of markets, you're so dependent on that tour operator for airlift and bringing that business. But you know, there's opportunities you've just mentioned about Wizz Air. Um, hopefully, EasyJet will find its mojo yeah. again. Jet Two are also um, making moves, and Ryanair. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, Jet Two. I mean, they're slightly in the tour operator marketplace mm -hmm. as well so i don't think it could be a um a trickier trickier one but yeah certainly they've got a um a, a good airline there as well but that, that that's an opportunity there to get those independent travelers in rather than come as part of a package and i think hoteliers need to to seize the opportunity that is there now to come out of there if they possibly can of course the, the challenge is that they're they're on the knees just as much as the tour operators are in many cases i do expect to see um more activity Activity by the the global brands though mm. in this in this resort market i think there is a huge opportunity here there was already moves and there's already all sort because there's that the shift away from the the sun sea and sand um holiday the bucket and spade holiday experience on the costas and and elsewhere in, in the eastern med and so forth towards more experiential type holidays where you're looking to get something out of it, an activity holiday or something like that um that was causing dislocation with a number of um um, um hotel groups and and independents already um and that has just massively accelerated now um, because of COVID, and I think they were looking at to be restructured, and I think only more now, um, only more so now, will they need to be restructured. So I think activity can be expected. And I think the market that's going to come back first is going to be the, uh, the very much the older generation. I speak as my mother has my 85 year old mother has had her jab today her vaccine and she's already limbering right. up and wondering when she can book a plane and get herself off to the med in this <laughs> before easter so um uh, <laughs> wow yeah well as the cruise cruise market is is coming back and you know it's often hotels forget about the cruise market but it's something like 10 percent of short-term accommodation is mm -hmm. the cruise market depending on what number and you know it's an important it's an important um, aspect of our broader industry i think so it's going to be interesting yeah. i think you're right chris because a lot of those older people as well um that they haven't had um, their income to 
too damaged because no. the, the stock market's up. What, what's paying their pension is, um, well, at least level anyway, is, but it's almost back to where it was. Um, so they're, they're, what's paying their pensions hasn't been that badly hit um, if they're you know on a, a defined contribution rather than a defined benefit scheme. Um, those on defined benefits have just been laughing all the all the way to the bank actually, as long as they mm. can avoid the, the avoid the virus. But um, uh, but the good news, yeah, we're we're back there, and we've got in the, in a, it's a very weird um, recession in that personal balance sheets, um, consumer balance sheets, actually increased during the recession. That's hardly ever happened before. So people are coming back with more money in the bank on average than they than was the case when they went into this recession. So we're in a very remarkable situation, mm. I think. And it's people like your mum who's got the Absolutely. cash to go out there and spend, Chris. Uh, okay, now, <laughs> and perhaps she'll be off to London. We're going to talk now about city centre hotels uh, and particularly uh, what's going on in uh, in London. Um, they're still, if you look at the performance numbers from uh, str and others we're still in a situation where the uh, hotels in in city centers are performing very weakly with very low occupancy um and of course you know until uh, business travel gets going again and events get going again then uh, those figures are going to continue looking weak but that's not to say uh people are making plans for the future and we've seen a flurry of uh, of, of deals signed in London in the last few weeks um, higher to picked off two quite significant uh, sites for for hotels um, Citizen M has signed I think it's their fifth site in London um, and also we've seen uh, an opening from um, Whitbread of another Premier Inn and they have said they are doubling down on London they're going to be opening plenty more Premier Inns and plenty more hubs in and around London and they see that as a very attractive medium term market so um, everyone I think looking ahead past the uh, pandemic and quite content that London will be bouncing back yeah, it's interesting. Whitbread have long seen London as, as a, a potentially weak area for them. So this is an opportunity now to get in there at um, the best price they can ever probably get in there. Um, it, but it, but it is, it's a balancing act because I think we've gotten quite a while, depending on the type of property, of, of mm. difficulty. So um, we've got at least sort of six months of tricky trading I would suggest um, um, before we get back into a full swing even for say a, a budget property certainly well beyond just the other side of Easter before it starts really building back um, for others um, conference hotels for example you, you could be looking at a year or two um, before we get anything like a, a decent level of trade at them so I think this is going to be a, a, a tricky tricky balancing act there um, what I would say about cities is that you know that there has been a bit of hype saying oh it's the death of the city nothing like that i really think that the obituary for cities have been has been written many times and every time it's been wrong and this time is no different it's very wrong this time the trend towards bigger and bigger cities uh, if anything has only gathered pace and is going to keep um gathering pace it's the shift in how we are running our economies we've moved 
um, from manufacturing and we're moving into a service and we're moving into the knowledge-based economy. And to, to be effective as a knowledge-based economy, you've got to have networks. Despite all the hype about being able to work from home and being able to, to do a Zoom call, etc., etc., it, it's not as effective as actually sitting down with people, uh, being in an office, sharing that with them, having the serendipity that comes from day-to-day interactions and ideas sparking, etc., and um, one of the problems, a lot of the commentators of, you know, the death of the city are people who are already well established in their careers. Uh, they can shift out to the countryside and run this stuff remotely. Whereas if you're working your way up the ladder, you need the opportunities that only cities are going to provide you with. So uh, very much cities are going to be back and they'll be back in a big way. And London is arguably the most important city in Europe um, is going to be back in a big way too. Um, and it's not going to be easy. Um, uh, I took a look um, at Shaftesbury, which is a West End landlord, and they've got a range of properties, offices, retail, residential, um, and leisure and hospitality. And it's not surprising that leisure and hospitality which has been really hit um according to the for the first six the for the six months to the end of september um only a third of the food beverage and leisure um properties owned by um shaftesbury had paid their rent more than half surprisingly i thought um of retailer paid their rent uh, four-fifths of offices and more than four-fifths of residential had paid their rents so um, it gives you a it gives you an idea of what what's been going on there I mean it's also interesting in terms of their owned portfolio values are down 18.3 percent pretty big hit mm. in terms of values there um, and you know the, the, they've got a vacancy rate down in the west end is the never really seen before it's in double digits now over 10 percent 10.2 percent so it, it's a bleak immediate outlook but i think you know there there is going to be a good good strong recovery or one final thing on how bad this has been is perhaps worth mentioning on it which is in terms of estimated rental values so during the global financial crisis in 2008 these were down 3.9 percent uh, during covid this is down 6.6 percent mm. nearly twice as bad just gives you a scale of the hole we've fallen into in the, during this period um but we, we're going to get out of it we're gonna we're gonna recover from it um and you know cities will will once again regain this okay and now we're going to finish off with our five star and no star awards and five stars this week goes to airbnb for getting away that float with such a bonkers premium such frothy pricing and such excitement around it all uh long may it last um although (laughs) <laughs> well, yes, we'll see. I mean, it is it has just looked so dot com two point zero. Where's it? the profits? Um, in terms of past, <laughs> yes, yes, it's uh, it's crazy. I mean, you know, there's a number of like Tesla, there's a number of other uh, stocks out there. You just can't fathom what on earth's going on. Um, and um, Airbnb is, has joined there. And no stars go to Bridge Street uh, for long. There's been an exciting uh, service department brand in in the in the in the space we've been excited by some of the innovative things they keep kept coming up with but uh it's had a very very bad pandemic and um has evaporated effectively um the business has folded 
Yeah, quite quite a surprise, really, because everybody said, "Well, look, you know, the sector, the segment which is uh, doing best here are service departments." I think that's right. I think they have done best, but I think there's been some underlying structural issues within Bridge Street that have caused it to to finally. Never mind. Go. There'll be plenty more to come and fill the void. And on that happy note, we'll wish you bye for now. <laughs>